Art and Science Punks podcast, where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we use those things in our lives. I think tonight is episode 27, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger. And with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I am Rob Stenzinger. Hi, Kate. Hey, Robbie. Tonight, we're going to talk about those things that you're supposed to know. Or maybe things that you're not supposed to know. How's that for like vague in general? <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, not supposed to know. <laughs> well, just are there top? Okay, so yeah, let's clarify this a little bit. Let's um, put this into something that's like the is, so not supposed to know. There's two things I can think of, and they're both sort of corporate secrets, right? One is um, Colonel Sanders' secret recipe, and the other one is the recipe for Coke, Coca-Cola, right? Yes, and those those are the exact topics we're going to talk about tonight. You're not supposed to know those things. Why? Probably not supposed to know like other, you know, I don't know. Who decided we can't know the colonel's secret recipe? Code names to things. I don't know. The launch codes. Launch codes? Yep, yeah, yep, not yep. supposed to know those. Hmm. Other people's passwords? Yeah, well, good point. Yeah. Not supposed Although to know Although I those. think a lot of folks know each other's... Uh, each other's um, <clears throat> streaming media passwords. Really? Darn it. Anyway, uh, rule breakers all around. But no, <clears throat> hmm. but no, I'm thinking more along the lines of those things um, that we maybe kind of get inherently set in our minds that we should know. Mm-hmm. And we should know how to do, or we should know, or we should understand. Um, for some people, foreign language, right? I should know how to speak a couple languages. Um yeah. Coding is an example that we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, is it something that everybody should understand how to how code works and and coding? Um, in well, and how do you deal deal with the feeling of like now? Okay, fine. I feel like I'm supposed to know that, right? Right. What do you do with that? Yeah. But now what? Yeah. Hmm. I think another one that we've talked about that we can kind of um, play around with a little bit tonight as well is psychology. Like we've both okay. have spent some time studying psychology in our own kind of ways and in different kind of different approaches to studying it um but why is that important why is that something that we should know how is that useful in our life same thing with coding how is that useful in our life okay so right i mean so instead of i mean this this could be pretty big but um drilling it into specifically what what are some of our own sort of i want to say hang-ups about this like like I really feel like I should know this and yeah. I don't and like you know how do I feel about that and and yeah they're okay so yeah and this this is going to be big this is going to be really big and it's going to be really long as a matter of fact mm. um, I have chocolate milk so we're probably going to do like a three hour podcast <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah I don't buy that no 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 we will not I promise we won't I'm just I'm just joking we could you know what 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 might end up happening is maybe we don't cover it all. And this this is a good thing to come back to. I could just talk really fast. And then we cover it all and then we never think about it again. Who knows? Right. Let's see what happens. But that's that's good. A good place to start. So one more I'm going to add to that list of um, things that kind of topics Mm -hmm. um, that I think is an interesting one to explore. And maybe we could start with. Sounds good. And that's reading music. Oh, (laughs) fair enough. Like. Uh, like fluently, I assume. Well, just even reading music, right? So there's different approaches. And I, um, I do not consider myself a musician. Okay. Um, I was in the band in high school. I think we've talked about that before. I was super cool. I was in the band in high school. 
and I've played the flute and I can read music, Mm -hmm. but I don't consider myself um, a skilled musician. I wasn't particularly talented Mm. at it. I, I, you know, one of those things, Um, but I enjoyed it very much. I had, I had a ton of fun. Um, Whereas you, on the other hand, incredibly talented musician you can very generous, but yeah. Well, but you can listen to something and figure out how to play it on drums, on drums, on guitar. You know, I mean, you can. I probably on keyboard as well. Okay, so yeah, you know, sometimes, sure. Yeah, and do you read music? I very slowly can read music. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just. I mean, do you feel like you should know how to read music? Uh let's see. I I think it's so the feel like I should. Uh, to, to divert briefly into that. Yeah. I mean, because I think it's an umbrella of like, okay, this is a thing I, I really care about. And I really do wish I had greater fluency in some way. Right. And maybe that would be, um, you know, greater insight or like understand other people's perspective with it. Or maybe I know more facts Mm. about it, or maybe I have a greater skill with it. Look at me bringing a framework. I like that framework. Can you can you give me that one more time? Yeah. So maybe I have um, um, I care about a topic and I wish to have insights from other people's perspective. Right. So the first yep. first bucket would be perspective. Second bucket, facts. These are these are these are just facts about this um, this pursuit. Okay. Okay. And then like, well, now maybe I can act upon this, and I have internalized skill that I can do stuff with yeah. pertaining to this. So what I find interesting mm-hmm. in the music example is you have the skill, I suppose, but then if you're reading music, it adds uh, it depends to the skill. On which, you, exactly. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I had to play with your framework for a minute. So Sorry. I, I do. Okay. So fair enough. As a, as someone who can make noise that I, that I enjoy <laughs> making and I feel that can find a good, it can be well met upon other ears at times. Right. Um, Wow, well met upon other ears. At times. How's that At for times. a disclaimer and qualifier? That's that's a phrase there. Uh, so, um, <laughs> meaning like, yeah, there's lots of times when yeah, I think I can I can make some noise with with an instrument and and folks might go, ew, right? But other times, some will, some will be like, hey, that's, hmm, what you doing there? And that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so, from my practice and experience, it's a lot of it is... Um, uh, physical dexterity and instinct. And even to that extent, such as that I can bring to the occasion. Okay. Right? There are others instinct. who have far greater you Yeah, know, but you can listen to, like you yeah. can play songs yeah. off the radio. Instinct? Let's not exaggerate. Um, but, but so no, yeah. I mean, so instinct is, um, I don't know exactly what sound's going to come out when I, um, when I hold a, um, a guitar-shaped instrument, right? But like a guitar, or like a baritone <laughs> ukulele, right? Ah, uh, yes. So it's um, eh, but like after the first, I have a I have a familiarity with it. Sure. And enough hours with it where it's that familiarity and practice, I can uh, I can execute based on having an intent, but where I may not be able to explicitly navigate the bridge between those two things okay, without a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill I, I, I really envy is when, you know, f- folks who have like really deep fluent knowledge in 
um, in music theory. Yeah. The folks, I had a, I had a friend in high school who could, um, could listen to a song, listen to music, play it on the piano Mm. and then write the music, write the parts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. It was, it was just amazing. That is amazing. And I mean, and she concentrated and she focused and she studied her art. I mean, intensely, it's not like, you know, she just was like, Hey, yeah, look at this. Um, she was very passionate about it, but I can remember just, um, even the instructors in the high school being very impressed with Mm. and amazed by, you know, that she could write out the accompaniment parts. Mm. So, I mean, that's, there you go. That's an example of how some, mm, some things that are um, attractive, interesting skills, traits, or disciplines, or whatever that like, I wish I, or feel like I should know, know more about that, you know, they, they can contain many, many skills within there. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Like what, um. So when you hear this thing, like you, you feel like you should know something. Yeah. What, what, what comes to mind there? Like you mentioned a variety of topics in the intro. Yeah. I think, um, the one I would kind of move to next would be coding hmm. and by coding, you know, everything I'm going to, I'm going to go, um, to the somewhat simplistic, but even I think back to my experience with coding and understanding HTML code or understanding, you know, the early, um, JavaScript days just on, you know, how does a website work? And I didn't do a lot of, you know, I mean, my life, my work doesn't involve a lot of kind of needing to do that coding, but I feel like it's, it's useful to understand how it works and to understand um, what the different steps are doing. I think it's a, it's a different type of logic. It's a different type of way of looking, right? Okay. Um, so it, it somehow is um, maybe mm, it, it helps you think through things from another, like from another style, another approach it does it, it well i mean it did for me it has for me anyway um there but when let me go back to something i think i should know right okay. and so having interactions with you know in my professional life like i don't design the website or code the website but i need the website to do x y or z okay. having some understanding of how it works and how it's built was very useful in that experience and knowing that you know this is going to be so, so basic. People are going to laugh at me, but like how challenging it can be to do a nested table mm. in HTML, oh. you know, kind of a thing, you know, with in the early days, because yeah. I'm old. And so this was back when the internet was invented. No, it wasn't quite like that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we were, yeah. That's, when the internet was actually invented, we were pretty young, but yeah. like, no, no, I mean, joking. things were taken off and you know, yeah, we, yeah. You know, and it was before there was a lot of graphical assistance in, mm-hmm. in building. You know, you, you did a lot of it in code. Yeah. And it was, that to me was interesting. And being able to then, and still to this day, I can look at a code page of many sites. And even though they're written now in, in very different languages, I can get some sense of idea as to kind of what's going on mm-hmm. as to um, hmm. basic sites, not anything complicated. <laughs> Well, right. Don't I mean, give me a quiz. No, I am not. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I, no, I wouldn't do that. I, because, yeah, I mean, things have become. 
it's divergent. I mean, we live in a, the current landscape of how websites are built is uh, such a wide, wide palette of different ways to interpret and approach that problem. Yeah. From, ranging from pretty similar to what your experience is all the way up to totally alien. Like yeah. where um, some, some approaches to get a page into a web browser are... Um, it, they're not looking at the basic elements. They're thinking of like different approaches to like kind of generate stuff and whatever. Anyway, right. I, not to, mm, that's a little hand wavy, but like, I don't want to dive deep into that. Yeah. But like what I, what I find interesting in what you're describing is that, um, having had at some point an appreciation for the difficulty of a discipline that you don't currently use. Right. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe it sounds like you want to know, um, not necessarily how to exactly do it right now with all the different ways or what have you to get a web page into existence, but like knowing a little bit about some of that or the experience of it can help maybe, um, identify and communicate well with others that, that do this. Yeah. Well, and I think back to the framework that you laid out earlier. So Mm. understanding the perspective, that was the one, right? So understanding the perspective of others. I think that was a huge driver for me. So Mm. what was the other, what were the other two? So one was uh, learning more. And one is skills. Yeah. So one is just understanding the facts. So that was also, that also has been important to me. Hmm. So from a coding perspective, I can think of it right with the web example, but also when we were working on the game, um, when we were working on this Panda Needs You, Mm-hmm. And I didn't do the coding, but I worked alongside you enough to know and to to be able to kind of follow and track when you were, and I'm probably going to get some of the terminology wrong, but you were, you know, oh, this needs to, you know, this spot here needs to call these three sprites and, mm. you know, moving well, things around. One and example sure. I know really, really explicitly is that um, there was a time when you laid out the idea of some of the levels that that was visual Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and then i thought well this would be a lot easier and more productive of like what if i took the game engine and made a way to oh that's right um, yeah where you could go into this interface and and just lay out the shapes make some levels you made a little library for me that really directly and it was great for me too like we you know it it helped us both be more productive in laying out stuff and trying it and like it was possible to lay out stuff in that um, sort of custom version of the game that that was um, that could have a lot of bugs or problems mm-hmm. in in the normal game. You know, you could load that load that up, and I remember just chatting through chatting about that with you of saying like, yeah. if you keep these rules in mind, the level will be more reliable, right? And this was because of my running into those problems as well. It wasn't just like, oh, you right. designed a thing and it's all, no. It's, so it's, I got more facts and I had more skill right along with it. Exactly. Um, because of that understanding. Yep. Okay, so is it important that we know these kinds of things? I, could I have just blindly said, no, I'm going to draw these shapes on a post-it note and I don't want to know how it's made? so that's funny it's like if we think about the umbrella of like stuff you feel like you should know um versus do you feel it's important so you might be in the situation where you could know it but you don't care (laughs) 
Right, right. And I guess that's weird because it's not either of us, right? Yeah. I mean, Robbie, you and I are not going to be somebody's like, I don't care. Um, so that's funny. But there are... Well, and so, but at the same time, maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you have like all my resources. I am yeah. maxed out. I just cannot learn one more thing today. Yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> um, you know, you have deadlines or whatever. I and, just had a memory. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cannot learn one more thing today. <laughs> you know where I'm going. I think so. Yeah. Except for a whole new operating system. Do you oh. remember when you took my computer away and you moved me to Linux? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two weeks before my master's thesis was due. I did. Yes, yeah. you did. Well, yeah, you know, it was a. I I know I'm an instigator, and it, I definitely. Um, yeah. So there, I, I, we could I, file I that a, under. I was a huge cause of that, but like you know, I mean, we were a team as well. Yeah, right? no, and, and you helped me through that um, yeah, a was, ton, uh, and everything worked out yeah. great. But as far as just to explain, tiny, but based yeah. on that whole situation, um, we had been very. Um, I mean, we were a household with Windows computers, right? Yeah, and fact. you know, we do have a couple of Windows machines now for specific purposes. But like, yep. there was uh, an instance where. Um, we actually contracted a computer virus in our house. And for me, given what I was working on at the time, that was kind of... And um, how much security and yeah, whatnot I, you I was, used. Um, I was frustrated to be, you know, mild about it. Yeah. And I had decided that I think it's really important we should consider, like, getting getting rid of this out of our, out of, yeah. out of our house because of... At the time, if, I mean, and honestly, this whole, this whole general pattern persists to, to this day, right? Where there's a, a particular vulner, vulnerability and because there are third yeah. party ads and then you see the wrong ad and then you get, yeah. you can contract a virus, whatever. Anyway, I can go into the specifics of that one at that time as far as what I think caused it, but I'm not going to. Um, but it was, uh, okay, fine. I think it was Windows Metafile virus, right? Anyway. Um, this was, was a long time ago. This would have been what? Exactly. 90... No, uh, I was two thousand and five. Oh or yeah, six, yeah. No, it five, was six or seven, somewhere in there. Five, six, or seven. Five. So yeah, so yeah. We've certainly come across the ten year anniversary. I would say of this five or six occasion. Anyway, but it was like so concerning, and we were, you know, uh, it, yeah. It was, but it was a big deal, and clearly, it was I, a really I big like deal. to tell the story because I'm like, you know what? Um, here's a, here's an example of how an understanding. Uh, my life partner is. Oh, that's nice. <clears throat> I didn't know that was the angle you took on that story. Totally. Because I remember being a pain in the butt. It was not easy. But <laughs> honestly, what we ta- we, we worked at, where it was like one of the biggest things was um, you needed to have sort of a particular um, format to your paper. Yeah, I did. That cited sources. Yep. And we had to make sure that there was going to be a way. And there was to, a piece of software that yeah. checked it and that, that put the sor- sourcing in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. It had to be all be done that way. Yep. I, APA. I, is it? Okay. There you go. I knew yeah. it at the time, but nope. Totally. Forgot. I can't remember which version it was at the time, but yeah, because they, they of course update it. But so American yeah, there you go. That was, an, that was an adventure. It was an adventure. And we and migrated I, to Ubuntu and went, didn't look back for like a couple of years. I know it. And it worked out just fine. But my point is, is when that first came along, I know that my stance was, I don't have time to learn anything new. <laughs> it's funny. And I don't remember that aspect of it. Like until you bring it up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not the part I, I recall. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, 
that's an, yeah. So, so you're in that situation. I don't have time to learn anything new. And yeah, I mean, you got to prioritize, right? Right. So, but it's something I should learn. Or I should, and I did, right? I did. I learned, obviously. I, suppose I, learned I made a case. I made a case and it was like, well, yeah. you said, well, fine. I have this much capacity. And yeah. what I remember, it was conditional, right? So yeah. I had to make sure that this paper format could have been accomplished yeah. with, with the different, you know. Yeah, with the different tools. System. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm yeah. sorry. I totally took us down a, a no, rabbit it's hole. A, but it's a fun, you know, a very specific, a real example. I yeah. like it. I like it. So what about, um, what about the psychology piece of it, right? So, mm. which kind of ties these all together, right? From coding to my paper to psychology. So you and I mm. have both studied behavioral psychology, psychology, cognitive behavioral um, impacts on life mm-hmm. in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. I did the formal education version. You've done the real life um exploration and the the self-learning yeah type of it i i I really i hesitate to give that much credit to what i have studied because um the reason i have studied psychology is to be able to consider human factors cognition being one of them as a really important Mm -hmm. constraint for designing things designing systems and any aspect of a system, because I'm someone who's like, I don't just, I don't look at a, a, like a piece of software as like, well, it's only the part that a human can see and click on or talk to or whatever. The entire system, like it, people are everywhere because even if like a system is only talking to another system, some person made that and someone has to make those two things connect. So Absolutely. people are everywhere and I love yeah. to think about that. And so to to navigate that constraint and also tie it back to like how you described uh, how even having like having an um, a past understanding of HTML and carrying that with you today has it can help in current yeah. discussions in you know describing needs for websites right on or just projects even you know now it's it's less websites and it's more apps right describing oh, needs for apps sure. and um, that type of thing even as you know. I mean, I think our world has is, is changed so much. There's, But there are similar concerns, right? You yeah. still have people, you still have the need to um, interface with yep. based on your context and motivation, all that kind of stuff. And like having those words for me, being able to break down problems like that has um, been a very desirable, helpful path, beneficial to me in a very mm-hmm. just uh, like pragmatic way. You know, yes, yeah. I think it's fun to learn a variety of facts about things. That's always been fun for me. Like I, I like growing up, I, I I loved getting from the library the uh, like the book of lists. Oh sure, like the Guinness Which, Book and the Guinness Book too. Yeah. yeah. What's the book? Of, what's in the book of lists? The book of lists is um and I'll, let's see, it's it's a little bit of a like a. I think it's honestly like blog uh, blogging before blogs, right? Where you would have like, someone, here's John's favorite here's, here's the tees. Five, you know, the, the, the five biggest buildings in the, the United States. Oh, okay. Here are the 10 most common diseases in the world. Here are, oh, I mean, okay. list, after list, 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 list. Oh yeah. my gosh. It, but not like somebody's personal, like, Hey, here's the, 
oh, right. kind of tea I like. And here's yeah, the, here are the five winks that get me, you know, the best, you know, hugs, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see them. <laughs> ah, or <laughs> eh, or mm. How about those? Yeah, you do some good hugs. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> we may have to move this to video. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um, anyway, like I love learning for learning's sake, but right. the, but like this uh, also had the, this huge pragmatic, like, oh my gosh, the more I learn about this stuff, the more I learn about um, uh, cognitive mm, constraints, the yep. human experience related to how we think, how, how do we decide and getting into things like yeah. um, uh, decision making, behavioral economics, right? Yeah. I am not like... Jonah Lair, right? But like I've read his books and I'm I I have a great appreciation for the the studies that have happened that help describe ways to present things. And also thinking about what are what's like what's ethical about this approach and that approach, right? And being able to, to like question from a, it. From poke a at human human centered design perspective. Yeah, I mean just okay. because something yep. seems urgent or useful or desirable doesn't mean like it's cool to do it. Right. Right. You know, because you may be a slot machine and there's a point where, you know, I I wouldn't enjoy designing that. Right. Because, you know, because of addiction and whatnot. And so how do I how do I find those things and be able to describe them? And, and it's helped me immensely as far as just just professionally. Right. So. Sure. So like it's that the desire to so get better at this and have better outcomes and make it um, easy to collaborate on these concerns. Yeah. Well, I go back to that. Has driven that. Like, yeah. I got to learn this and I have to learn it well enough to describe it and invite other others as well. Yeah. And I go back to the framework you laid out earlier, right? So um, it helps you kind of take perspective. Um, obviously, I mean, that's kind of the, the crux of it, but also giving you the facts and then um, the skills to be able to take that into, you know, a design workshop as somebody's trying to develop a new product um, or a new service and to help them can keep that human centered design. Cause really the one thing I loved about studying psychology and it's just, you know, my wheelhouse and so, and you have a master's master's de- master's degree in psychology and which I've, I, and I have, benefit immensely among with you as you went through that process and like (laughs) you sharing the stories of your classes and what you learned. And I think that's part of what helped me want to learn more. Yeah. I just, I love the study of, of humans. I love the study of people and thinking about thinking Mm -hmm. and in going through that educational experience, one of the, the, I think beautiful and amazing pieces of it is um, you learn as if you're willing to go there, if you're willing to, to be open and vulnerable and, and to introspective, you learn as much about yourself as you do um, kind of about society and others. Mm. Um, and that's that's an important piece of the training. Um, yeah, it, it seemed like there was a gauntlet at the end yeah. of incredibly intense um, participatory open, yeah. vulnerable kind yeah. of activities. You did individual, we, you know, to go through the program, you do individual therapy. You also do a, a group therapy uh, weekend, which is very, was very intense. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
Yeah. And then, you know, obviously when you're practicing and you're working with other people, you are supervised very heavily from that perspective where you are talking not only about the cases you're working on with, you know, a, an experienced professional, but you're also talking about your, your, um, personal impact, um, kind of how is it impacting your life? How's it impacting you? What are you bringing to that table? You know, cause it doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? I mean, I think that's one of the reasons therapy is so fascinating and, um, useful. Um, but you can't, you have to be really selective, right? You, you have to find the therapist that works with you because there's always two people mm. working through it. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I went to school with, um, uh, several amazing, amazing students who are practicing. I'm not practicing today, but, um, who are practicing, you know, therapists and they're all trained in the same methodology, but I can tell you they approach things very, very differently. Hmm. And even in class, we would find that we would do fishbowl exercises where you'd have a, um, uh, it was always so much fun. You'd have a, a role play set up. And so you'd be, you know, the, you, there'd be two people in the class that were the client and maybe it was, they were a couple and it was marriage therapy. And so the couple would be given some specific issues and problems. You know, you, you think this, 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 and this, and the other one mm. thinks that, 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 and that, and that wouldn't be shared with the whole group, right? You only, you knew kind of what your, your issues and your stances were. Mm. And then you just would get in and role play. And then you'd be sitting in the middle, literally of a circle. And then one at a time, the students would come up and, and attempt to counsel you as, um, as a, as a couple. And that was always, um, you know, so you'd watch people with the same training approach things so very differently and hear different things in the answers and key off different pieces and parts and points. Mm. It was fun. It was really fun. Um, but it's a, it's a great experience and, and in doing so, right. So with what I do today is different, but I use all that information all the time and I use that experience all the time and it's kind of a part of who I am and how I work. And so I think it's fun to kind of share that stuff with you and um, to see how you use it also in your day, you know, in your day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a fun phrase, isn't it? It is a fun phrase. I said job instead of job, so I'm proud of myself. That's cool. But you know what? Coach Z, um, I know. shout out to uh, homestarrunner.com, right? And Coach Z. Um, let's, so, okay. You, 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 gosh. And, and I remember go, you going through that and I just was trying to be the, the biggest sponge I could be with, uh, <laughs> uh, absorbing that. And, uh, but yet it sounds like, um, hmm. So are you, when you're describing the whole, the psychology thing, like I have a huge desire to learn more and I feel like I should know more just being a, just being a human being, but then also being someone who is, you know, when, when I can design something that is used by a lot of people or what have you. And I, I, I think like that is a, that, that is a, um, a circumstance that I take incredibly seriously. Sure. And am I ready enough? And I, I question myself in that way. And, and, um, well, psychology would teach you just to take, you know, take your steps and move forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't wait okay. until everything is perfect to do. <laughs> I'm right there. Right. With that belief. Yeah, I know you are. Totally. Obviously. Um, okay. So is there, um, is there, is there something that, um, that you're thinking that 
you wish you knew more or you should know more or whatever. Oh I mean, God, the whole yeah. like loaded a, question. Right. Yeah. Umbrella there's a, we're there's working a huge list. Topic. Okay. So um, basically you're asking me right now for my list of insecurities. Oh, let me get them uh, out. Hold on. I've got them hold, here in a spreadsheet. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, but, but seriously, um, you know, I have this advanced training in psychology, right? And mm-hmm. my focus is, has always been on children. Mm-hmm. And yet when you ask, is there some area you should know more about? I immediately want to say, oh my God, yes. Parenting. <laughs> and it's like, sure. I, ta- yeah, I used too. to train educators around the state. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you ask me, and I think it's just that, again, that's an insecurity, um, you know, having my own children and just always feeling like there's more to learn and there's more to know. And um, sometimes I think the importance is just going back to those fundamentals. And I do, I'll pull some of my old um, hmm. psych books off the shelf and just kind of do a little refresher on, okay, yep. Here's what I need to be working on. Here's how I need to be moving forward. Um, you know, try, try, try again. Yeah, you know? I, that that's something I really enjoy too. Is that having having some some resources close at hand to just sort of remind, recenter, and whatnot. That yeah. helps a lot. But let me go back to your question around, you know, are there things that I feel like I should learn? I should know. I should know that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of I think I phrased this at the very beginning. But uh, one that's always bothered me is I don't speak any other languages. And I really feel like that's a, a gap mm-hmm. in my in my life. Uh, and I've uh, I've tried and I've studied and I, you know, the kids are always funny because I, I know more Spanish than they do. So they think I can it's like, no, I can just count to 15 and you guys can only count to 10. That's really the <laughs> leg up I have on you. And I also can, you know, ask for the bathroom and order a beer. Right. That's about it. <laughs> Which the, yeah. They'll care about that eventually. Too. They will. They will. But and they're very impressed right now when I say dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> sure. Right. They think that's pretty cool. But um, point being, you know, that's an area that I've often felt like um, knowing another language I wish I had a resource on this um, easily at hand because that's been something that that has bothered me too as well. And I, I I know I know some folks that are that are multilingual. I have deep respect for oh, that. Me too. Me too. Because just in the the you know thinking that's like another amazingly insight like beneficial way to get perspective on different human experience is literally the words that people use to concretize their thoughts. Yeah. And like organize their thoughts in different ways because of their culture surrounding the kind of words that they're using. That's uh, like something I find uh, uh, I've, I have deep respect and envy for and, and have considered and poked at at times. Yeah. Um, you know, very minimally as far as like Japanese, but like to a greater extent German. And, yeah. eh, you know, like. I, I, um, it, it's been many years, but I had a business trip to Germany and I was able to read a couple of headlines on newspaper, newspapers on streets, sure. understand a few things here and there, but like, um, I really, uh, I needed, I needed translators and stuff to make, sure. to make things, you know, to make me effective on that, on that trip. Yeah. So I think that's one, um, but, but you know, like, okay, so another language, okay, oh, but hold on, I want to say one more thing oh, on, yeah, the, go ahead. on the language thing yeah. and it's part of the, and again, going back to psychology, one of the things I feel like is there's, um, 
it opens up in a, another part of your brain, mm. right? So to, to yep. have another way, kind of what you were saying, but to have another way to express things, mm-hmm. um, I think it just really expands how much of the brain you're using. Mm. And I think that's part of the reason where I'm like, you know, I really wish I could find a way to exercise that muscle and, and strengthen that muscle and, and um, have more language to use. Well, and I, I need to see... I, I will consider trying to find this, but I have, I don't know enough of what I would do to search to find it, but I feel like I, I, I've come across the explanation. I don't have, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's in my current generation of links or a past generation of links. Right. But like I come, I did come across something explaining how part of that's based on need. I mean, if you look at our geography, especially being in, you know, like, we are, you know, we live in a place in the, in the center of a continent that is English speaking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Part of that is based on need, right? Yeah. And depending on your career path and what, wherever you go from there, it's, um, you know, part of it is pragmatic, right? As far as your, your, mm, where you ended up as far as being multilingual. But anyway, but, I, but yet, oh my gosh, I feel so um, excited and curious to, you know, at some point, um, have you know have a, the ability to express more useful thoughts in a different language? You know, besides like programming. You know, I I do know a few. Program, yeah, I, I knew multiple several programming, programming languages. languages. Yeah, but mm, is that really the same thing? Not really. It's just English hammered into weird logic shapes for the most part. <laughs> I don't know how the people who built those programming languages would feel about your characterization. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So the, the one that would be less that way, there's a Japanese gentleman um, um, goes by the name of Mats that invented Ruby, which isn't one of my strongest languages. Ruby. But like, yeah. Ruby on Rails. <laughs> well, nope. Uh, Ruby on Rails is a framework that was that's used on top of Ruby. To oh. make it easier to build a variety Is it on of Rails? applications. Um, metaphorically, yes. See, when I think of on Rails, I think of video games. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I okay. Mean, it's borrowing that that Same kind of feeling concept. of like you know what, like you you're, you're on a path and you're you can't deviate unless you work really hard. Right. We're setting we're setting the path. path for you. Yeah, we're setting a path for you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, I'm I'm on digression mode again today. Sorry. No. This is, <laughs> This is how this this kind of uh, th- this kind of topic works. I mean, what? Um, yeah, I I there I I think that we will likely come back to this, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, so why do you wish you can learn more of these things, or why do you feel like w- this would be an interesting way to sort of you know close he, out on the topic? Yeah. Um. So I think the reason for me it's important to understand. Again, I do think it's important to understand coding. I do think it's important to understand psychology and and same thing with music. I love, and I I appreciate music so much. And I think it's important to have just a basic understanding of of what's underneath there, how it works, how composition is put together. Um, But you have all those things. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm doing a little wrap up here. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. I'm like, giving my support to the things. Where's the gap? I'm getting there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So I do feel those things are important, but 
where I think I could learn more mm. in some of these other areas. And, you know, we talked about parenting, we talked about a uh, foreign language or a second language. And I literally could give several more examples um, of things that I feel like I should know more about or learn more about um, from finances to investments to politics. I mean, I could go on um, of areas that I think would be important. And really the reason to get to your question, to answer your question is um, enhancing my life, Hmm. being a better citizen, being a better contributor to society. Um, And then again, I love the framework you laid out earlier. Um, I wish you would have shared that with me before because I would have put my thoughts into, I know (laughs) I'd have put my thoughts into those better categories, but really um, all of those things I said would help me to to take better perspective of others, which is important to me. Hmm. So there you go. That's my wrap up. What do you get? What, what do I have? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a, a yes, and I mean, that's this is. Um, but what so do you want to learn more of? What do I want? What to don't learn? you know? So, so some of it. Uh, so here's like <laughs> I need so to know why. You. So the, there's a why underlining this too. Of like, so why do I care about this? Is because it feels good to be able to understand. And work toward like a a relevant, relevant, mutually beneficial, beneficial outcomes toward a relevant, a relevant. You ever (laughs) meet a relevant? They're the coolest animal. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm so random, but that just, that tickled my funny bone. Yeah. (laughs) A relevant. I know. <laughs> it's the it's a it's a it's it's not a rare elephant, as some people misunderstand. It's not a rare elephant, but it's a relevant elephant. Oh, a relevant elephant. Yeah. That's that's oh wow. It's the most insightful elephant. So wow. we always seek out the most insightful elephant. Anyway, so um <clears throat> anyway, this is um this is the time to go into our picks. <laughs> and uh and Clearly, it's um, the why we dig into all this stuff is um, I think there are different angles on that that are that are worth mm-hmm, diving mm-hmm. into later as well, because, um, you know, sometimes it's it's um, the whole uh, imposter syndrome thing, um, Dunning-Kruger effect related mm-hmm. stuff where. You know, oh, like maybe I think I'm in totally ineffective, or maybe I think I'm awesome, or whatever. And oh, yep. there's always more to learn and all that. That, um, yeah, it, this is, you know, there's 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 a list of things that I so wish I learned more. Summary. And I'm betting people listening to this, you know, probably have their own list of things. You were saying? I was saying in summary. In summary. Clearly, you and I mm-hmm. fall into the category of lifelong learner. <laughs> oh mic drop exactly all right let's move on to picks yes i believe if i my notes are correct you have a science pick for us this evening i do oh fantastic because i have an art pick Shwew. okay so my pick is the relevant <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that coming i did not see that okay coming. Nope. It's actually, um, you know, I, the, 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 the relevant is an amazing animal, but instead I am picking the Arduino Uno, which is a microcontroller that you can do a ton of cool stuff with. We, you know, if you're someone that is like, 
Well, I kind of get that electricity works in circuits and it's kind of a circle and things flow and the electricity goes this way and then it goes that way or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Um, but yet it'd be kind of neat to like make a light blink or make a mortar turn or make, you know, some stuff Who doesn't happen. like to make light blink? Um, everybody. Yeah. Everybody likes that. I, I'd assume everybody. I, I can't even, I have no empathy for, for the, right? for the, the, the world of, I don't want to blink light. <laughs> so I, I, this, gosh, I, you know, this, it's probably. Some group a, is going to send us hate weakness. mail. <laughs> yeah. Because they would subscribe to the art and science punks. And then be mad about blinking lights um, as an insult. But, oh, well, honestly, go for it. If That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. If, All if right, you feel so that way, great. Tell us more about Arduino because I love um, the name. Okay. Uh, I think I said it wrong. You did. You said it right. Okay. So it's, um, this is a, um, this is part of that, that whole um, educational hardware movement that two huge, like, elements in that then in that movement are the raspberry pi and the Ar- um, arduino right mm-hmm. and the arduino uno is like this this sort of it's a micro microcontroller that is very sort of specific purpose right yeah it's not something like it, to contrast it to the raspberry pi the raspberry pi is like a general purpose computer you can do tons of stuff with it it runs yeah. an operating system right? right it's like um what you would assume out of a computer. So you can, you can run applications, you can build little programs, you can do tons of different things, whatever. Whereas Arduino is more of like, you know what? You can put code on it, but like all that's going to happen with it is like, you're going to have input, then your code, and then some kind of output. If you, if you tell your code to do something with, with some, one of the pins, right? So it has all the these input pins and output pins. Cool. And you, is it hard to understand how to use it? Um, I don't think it's hard to get started. Do you have to understand code? I think you will end up exploring code. I love it to understand this. Cool. So, there you go. Um, and just I don't know. I I will have to figure out which thing to link to because it is an open source piece of hardware that a variety of places have made like compatible um, devices. Yeah. Compatible boards and stuff where it's like, Oh, this is compatible with the Arduino Uno. Like recently we, um, our family bought a little um, like robot car kit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that board is compatible, but it's not like the original, you know, made from the, the folks behind the Arduino Uno, but, but you know, totally compatible. So anyway, then just as, as a, um, a brief, um, just so you know, kind of thing, this, this, uh, you end up hooking a little board that looks like something that fell out of your computer, circuit board, <laughs> a circuit board. Um, like you'll have like, um, either like a regular USB cable or a mini USB cable to regular that depending on which one you have, and you'll put plug in the other end to your computer, and then you run this application called um, the you know Arduino, you know IDE, mm-hmm. right? And you download it from the same site that everyone gets this from. I'll put that in the show notes, and you're able to sort of put your own code in there. And then there's two parts. There's uh, something that that is set up, right? 
and there's something that's loop. And it's almost like two different paragraphs of code, right, if you will. Okay. Like what the setup is like this gets run once and then loop gets run a lot. Infinity. <laughs> Forever. And that's it. So the light can blink. And yeah, exactly. So you like put some code to turn on a light and turn off a light in loop. And here you go. You've got a blinky light. Uh, great examples come with that whole um, like code I, examples. Th- exactly. Code get you examples. Started. Exactly. Get you started and stuff. So anyway, I will uh, put some links to, to this stuff in the show notes. Where's the light? Arduino Uno. That's um, going to blink. So there are two. Let's see. There's a light on the actual um, circuit board. Okay. But then you can send, you can instead uh, tell one of the pins to blink and then you can hook up a few wires and a um um, a capacitor, no, a capacitor, a resistor. You can hook up a resistor that kind of um, mellows out the amount of electricity flowing to an LED, and then you make an LED blink. So an LED is a um, light-emitting diode that... Uh, I'm sorry if that's super basic, but anyway... Um, <laughs> LEDs have been with us for a long time. They have been around for a bit, but that's cool. Okay, yeah. so, so you can do an external light or you can use the light on the board if you want to make the light blink because I kind of want to make a light blink. Cool. All, All right. right. So there you go. What is your art pick? My art pick tonight is a um, sewing book. Actually, it's a sewing book series called One Yard Wonders. And there's a couple different versions of it, and there's one like that's focused on kid projects, and then there's just um, a couple other ones. Um, we'll put some links in the show notes, but it's um, this is not a difficult code to crack, but it's um, sewing projects that you can do with one yard of fabric. So if you've got you know leftover fabric or extra fabric, these are smaller projects that you can um, can do with a less. You know, you don't have to go buy seven yards of fabric to, to make the, these, uh, the different things in the books. And there's tons of fun things. Is that typical Is, for, a, for a sewing project? Where uh, There's going to be smaller projects. So mm. you're going to find um, some cool patterns for placemats and tote bags and, mm. um, you know, cute little sundresses for kids and doll clothes and um, that kind of thing. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun um, projects. There's some more complicated ones, but I tend to like the the smaller, simpler projects. Um, yeah, you have made me a couple of presents that I've enjoyed. I think it related, yeah, related yeah. to this. Um, you yeah. know, like one of them is the, uh, is the pencil hold holder. Yep. The zipper bag. I'm not sure if that was in that book, but yeah. Um, it's similar kind of thing, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's see. So, um, I'm assuming you need like a sewing machine, that kind of that yeah, kind of stuff. It's the, okay. it's sewing machine patterns. Okay. Um, I mean, there are some mm-hmm. hand sewing things, but um, for the most part, the book is focused on sewing machine stuff. But just a simple, basic sewing machine. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need a serger. You don't need to figure out how to use or thread a serger. Flashbacks. Yeah, you sound <laughs> you sound like you have feelings about. I do have feelings. That was in another episode, though. Threading a serger. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Okay. We are the Art and Science Punks, coming to you each week with stories of art, science, creativity, and oftentimes stories of struggles and successes of balancing that personal passion with work and family.
Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com. And on Twitter, we are at Art Science Punks. You can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts, where we would appreciate your five-star rating. You can always tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. Good night from the relevant elephant. Ha, ha, ha.